0: Hey guys, welcome to my podcast. My name is Choji. Today is Thursday, 13th day of May 2021. My second recording in the month of um, May. It's been so exciting. Um, so thankful to be al- alive as usual. Like, at least that's the basic thing that matters at this point in time. All every life. Yeah, it's been crazy, bro. been really crazy. Um, just happy I at- get to record again and just really vent. Um... My last recording, thanks guys for anyone who went to can listen to it and then promote it. Honestly, I'm so thankful. My special guest made it so um, amazing. I enjoyed every single part of it when I was recording, and then time was actually short. We couldn't talk about everything we wanted to talk about, and then um, I just, I was just like, it was so much fun, and we um, didn't you know time was even off. <laughs> but then it was. Really, really one of those things. I'm so thankful. I'm so excited about it. My first, um, the shortest period of listeners, like, grew like less than 24 hours after, before even promoting it, I had my usual four listeners on it. And um, the fastest time my listeners list increased in less than 24 hours and i'm so thankful guys god bless everyone who, who listens to my podcast consistently it means so much to me that y'all can imagine um so about my next uh, my next month let me just give you a sneak peek of what i actually want to put out so uh next one i'm making medical doctors on my podcast not medical doctors uh, medical students um, a number of them so we're still working on it because they, they, ha- they have a very tight schedule for guys who actually know medical students, so we're going to talk about um, um, medical school experience, combining medical school and your normal life, what do you do outside medical school, how do you cope within, like when you're outside what's the, what's the fun part because I always hear medical students are always like 20, 28 hours, literally, like in the hospital. They don't have time for themselves, don't have time for fun, and all those, all the gist. Let me just give you, like, this different one to talk about on the next episode, and I just pray I kill it with the guys that will be being here, amazing people, and know them personally, and, um, you all keep your fingers crossed, though. Yeah. So, let me just jump into today's topic. Um, by the way, back at Salah to... Is it back at Salah? No, happy... Eid Mubarak to all the Muslim listeners. Um, I pray all the blessings, all the goodness that comes from the, the fasting and the prayers that have been held for the last thirty days, all be fulfilled and um, enjoy the best of Salah and God's blessings. Basically, so in the light of prayers, I um, want to bring um, Santolani. Yes put him in our prayers. News came out yesterday that um, he's down with stroke cancer and uh, that, that, that story actually shook me. I'm like, where do all these things even come from? You know, like someone just down with cancer. It's it's made me feel so bad. I imagine, I, I, I feel for him, his family, people who are close to his wife, his kids. Um, It's crazy. It's honestly crazy. It's been one hell of thoughts in my mind when i think about it because someone who actually like had his own niche in the industry at some point in time sounds to made amazing hits um very nice songs though and um i just pray he gets better i just, i pray he does get better i pray he's not like stage four stage three like let's just be stage one and just get rid of the, rid of the cancer and then he's better also. so miracle just has to happen that he gets better because you never want to wish the worst um your enemy to have a cancer i've witnessed a number of people who have had cancers and uh, not to discourage people to say that it but it's really terrible so our thoughts and our prayers are with his with him his family and we pray that God just heals him and restores his health back to what it was before, because it's terrible to be under such kind of terrible illnesses. Yeah. So um, I'm just jumping to topics for today. So starting with uh, Nigeria today. So, um, so um, yesterday, yesterday. So a couple of days ago. Um, we actually saw the news that um southern governors, the governors of the southern part of the country were having a meeting uh, as to the way forward or what to do about the security states in the country, at least for their own region, for them to actually know how to harmonise unity in terms of um, how to tackle the issue. And I was really, honestly impressed, yes. For the first time, like in my conscious state, yes, For the first time in my consciousness as a human being, well, I've seen where um, tribal differences are put aside, ethnic differences are put aside, um, religious differences are put aside, political differences are put aside, because I know the south, actually majority the southwest is mostly APC and the south is mostly PDP, south-south mixed of both of them. And they put their differences aside in terms of politics and um, religion and ethnicity. To talk about a way forward in terms of dealing with security, and they reached um a decision that they will they have banned open grazing in the southern part of the country. So I'm so happy about it. I, I wish the nanocap antiparts actually do the same thing because this is actually more towards the north, but the southern part of the country is taking proactive measures to deal with this mess. And I'm so thankful that these measures have been taken up to deal with this thing. I like even like this is like, the best news I've really had in a very long time in this country, like, in terms of having to do with insecurity. Like, I, I got to um, follow up to news of the key, um, students working working from the College of Forestry in kapuna state and when I read some of the news, uh, the, yeah, what they said about their experiences and it was really terrible. Like funny enough how they got to survive and weren't killed by those bandits because those kidnapped from the Greenfield University, a number of them were killed. I think there are three or four students who were killed. And it was crazy. Like, I just, it was in my mind, I was like, how would my parents even feel if I was kidnapped? And I was killed, you know, like, it's crazy. Like, the name authority just keeps ringing in my health, head anytime I remember the whole experience of what happened in, like, thinking about how parents know that, that kid is no more, you send your child to school, and the child is in school, and he gets abducted. And ab- school abduction is like a norm currently in the northern part of the country. It started like kidnapping from like Chipo girls, Dapchi girls, kidnapping of students in Katsina, and different st- even recently here in Plato State, um, students were kidnapped. And I was like, what level of incompetency and security is terrible? We're, 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 you keep hearing the stories. Um, well, like Mohammed says, they know where the hideouts of the uh, herdsmen are, the bandits are, but they can't, they can't, but they can't, they're trying to walk softly. Like, in what way people's lives are being killed and you're being subtle about what? About what you get? What is the government doing about this? I'm tired of talking about how incompetent or having to lash out at the government about how incompetent they have always been all this time. Like, we always keep talking about it. And, um... For me, what matters is that the southern part of the country has taken up measures to uh, curtail insecurity in their own region. So, I wonder what the northern governors actually have to say or what to do as they are the ones who are in the midst of this mayhem. Listening in Niger State, Kaduna State, um, some stories we've been hearing, some rumors about possible um, attacks on different parts of the, the northern part, other states not yet affected. But then we are like keeping our fingers crossed and praying that some miracles happen though. Like to end this thing. Honestly, it's crazy. Talking about blasting the government. Uh, so I, I I, want to talk about this thing in my last podcast. But I couldn't get, get to talk about it. And I'm, I'm so happy I'm going to talk about it today. So, um, tourism in Nigeria has been mess. I know that the insecurity has been something else. But I feel like tourism is not taken seriously, you know understand? It well, depends on which part of the country you're from, you understand? And it's been it's been uh, it's been something else, honestly. Um, I actually like watched um, what the Lagos State government is doing in terms of tourism. Like in Lagos State and I'm thrilled Forget the part that this, people say Lagos state runs on its own. Forget the part, the, the the fact that um, people say Lagos is um, always doing things the good way. You understand? I know they have had a series of <laughs> their own issues as a state, but I, I must applaud the government of Lagos state. I mean, like no matter um, how states claim to be broke or Aid always comes from the federal government. I mean, other states need to improvise ways of having to generate revenue for themselves. Like, how long will you keep saying your opinion? Like, until today, some states in the north always feel as if paying salaries and achievement for a government. That is trash. That is trash. That is, that is like your basic requirement. Bring something extra to the table, and I must applaud the Lagos State government. So, I saw something on the news about the fact that um, the Lagos State government is being debate about tourism. In Lagos. The record um, trying to expand it, make Lagos like they want to create a website so tourists can come and search for tourist attractions in Lagos. So you're you coming to Lagos State, there's I'm, I'm sure there's like an Apple pickup, there's a tour guide to different parts of Lagos, even the Lucky Conservative Center. Um, I don't know so much about Lagos per se. But um, Lagos, I, I've been there a couple of times, and Lagos actually is a beautiful city. If you go to the parts where they're really pretty good, and Lagos is nice, so I like what's doing. And they don't even have so much natural resources as, um, the like for us in Plateau states, we do have. You know, like, um, Lagos State is congested. There's possibly hardly any forest per se in Lagos. There are forests, but like, I can't say. Um, well, not so as much as we have here, where tourism is like meant to be like the hub of the country here in the north. So, like, they are doing so much to ensure tourism is at its peak and is still thriving very well in that state, and I applaud them for that. So, if you like this, and like some months ago, I think it was about two months, yeah, a, a, a month or two months ago, I was in a meeting where the commissioner of tourism for our state was hosting um and when i was actually called for that meeting i was like okay probably the government is thinking about having to discuss with hotels hotel owners association eateries, restaurants tourists um travel agencies and tourist um agents in terms of having to look for how to generate money for the state. and it was to my shock what the meeting was all about because the meeting actually had um um revenue generating organization of the states um there at the meeting and i was like okay let me just hear what they have to say and i was like okay i was (laughs) i was meant to share but then like give snippet about what we're meant to do in terms of having to improve tourism in the states um and then i was in shock i was in rude shock (laughs) so it was like the commissioner was accusing the state for having unregistered hotels and eateries and restaurants and she made it a see massive <laughs> anybody could just set up a restaurant or a buka booker, a buka booker, a mama put and it was unauthorized or it was unhealthy like i mean in this in the in this state of hard countries For anybody who tries to set up an entry or a restaurant, or a hotel, like in the midst of insecurity, to make sure that their business thrives, it's not forgetful that people actually trying to make money from all these things, but for in a place where security, insecurity is paramount and people still believe that there are people who actually travel, come to this place and come for tourism, like I mean, let's talk about the tourist sites in State let I me mean, first start with Kandam Aram, I think that's the name of the place, Dakig uh, Reserve. Is in Kwampan local government also? so? I think it should be in Kwampan. So news has been a couple of weeks ago, couple of months ago, bandits had taken over the reserve, yes, cases of rape of these indigenous that stay on that side, yes, rape and the road from that side that goes to the state is inaccessible nobody can just pass that kind of place and like that is like that's like the biggest reserve let's come down to he- these places like here in th- the city there are a lot of tourist sites a lot of rock formations a lot of tourist sites which have been abandoned which are very good means of promoting jobs to the world you know like like pin these places up and use them i was thinking that was what it to be about okay like let's lie as with uh, Talk people who actually have private tours or who are travel consultants or people who have hotels let's create a package for jobs and just promote jobs. Was, that was, also was in my mind when I was actually at that meeting and it was more like labeling the fact that um, the, the hotel associations doesn't pay taxes as were due and when I was I thinking that the hotel associations or the each associations that were there were meant to like not doing their own part of the job. But for me, I just felt as if the government was being inconsistent. They hadn't registered all the hotels in Joss. They, they're not... St- they didn't even start any hotel. There's no starting of any hotel. And they claim it's too expensive. Like, you in, in this era where how... Like, when I was, like, in that meeting, I was so agitated. I was like, is, is, is this a government that is thinking about the way forward? If you're looking for funds, like, here are you with so much of... Abundance of um, natural resources which you could use as storage sites and gener- means of generating funds. People have you could work with people who could help you, um, gener- like create packages of how it work and then make sell this locality. Like, this is what Lagos State doesn't have, but Lagos State is doing so much. Like, in fact, I heard on the uh, contrary to what I'm talking about of the state, Lagos State has a food, um, food tourism, so they go to. last year they went to go to the middle uh, eastern part of nigeria um eastern part of the uh, africa to carry out a tour on food uh, what they make prepare the kind of foods they actually have in the eastern part of africa tanzania rwanda and kenya and they actually wanted to go on tour learn how to prepare their food so like ikorudu tourists center, a tourist attraction, do just Ikorudu local government area and Lagos State. Like, Lagos State is, is looking for how to generate so much funds in terms of tourism for the state. And here we are, <laughs> here, always waiting for the national kick to arrive, for everybody to share. And the, the, the commissioner had no shame, she actually had to say, uh, shame on the, the hotel owners and um, Blah blah, and like you, who isn't doing your job, you're calling somebody shame. Someone who is trying to make make his own means of how to live. Like I, I praise anybody who actually owns it, who owns an industry here, who owns a hotel here. Like you are trying to make it happen. Like people are thinking, like in the midst of the economic hardship, people are thinking about how to make their lives better. And then you, who sits and receives salary every month, you are here coming to come and criticize. What's, what's what's what part are you playing in improving tourism? What part are you doing to utilize the resources you have? Like I mean like if you all come to just Joss, Joss is like Sherry Hills. Um that every local government in this state actually has wonderful edifice of tourist attraction. There's no local government in Platte City that doesn't have a place where you could just Carve out and then have not at least one or two tourist sites you will just create and it marvels anybody because so far people who have actually come for tourists uh, come for tour or come to relax here have enjoyed it like as unkept as unutilized that some of these tourist sites are with their nature they plus portray so much beauty and you're not being utilized you're not utilizing them over mm-hmm. right here criticizing like oh Yo, I'm just a so dumb country, though. Very few people are putting in effort to make these things work. And um, I wonder what uh, people are doing in terms of <laughs> making this. <laughs> no, it's crazy. It's too it's crazy, bro. Just crazy. So, um, jumping into international politics, I almost didn't want to talk about this. I almost, I almost don't want to talk about it because I felt it was too much for me to dabble into um i've studied um, the issue between palestine and and israel is too complicated to talk about for me uh but then like seeing the war or following the trends of what's happening there quite is happening um but then it just brings back memories for me like looking at the state of how people are being killed um let's look look at about about hamas um the conflict that's happened between lands in israel and um Hamas, um, Israel launching fire rockets at Palestine and Gaza region and then um, they literally rockets from Gaza and then Israel use uh, drones, uh, metallic drones, I, um, I think they're called metallic drones, to detonate the um, rockets sent from Gaza at them and I'm just, I, I'm just amazed. I just amazed at what's happening, but then it brings back memories of when I was in school, and yeah, I think I was actually like had so much leave out as to even do much analysis about this if I was in school. Cause I remember when I was in university when we we're doing com- um, contemporary uh, history of the Middle East, and then we we'll have to do analysis about what's happening in the Middle East. And uh, I remember there was this time when um, Donald Trump recognized Jerusalem as the capital of israel and the, the uproar it literally actually like puts us on our toes like we had to like do the research um i had to go like to bbc al jazeera cnn the local news here get commentaries analysis to talk about what happened in the middle east and why it's the from um palestine and Hamas terrorist group as they are call, called and um, then design this movement in israel and their territorial expansion 60 war the different wars that have actually happened in the Middle East, contemporary issues, it's just crazy bruh. Just, it's just one of those things that really bothers me as a historian or a diplomat as it is. I want to say so much because I'm not in the place to actually that gives. I, I don't have concrete details about what has actually caused the complete as it is now because the conflict has been continuous. It's been continuous and we know all well know. Um, the Zionist movement started in 1945 and Israel was created and um, it's quite complicated because um, Palestinians have been there for a long time and Israelis claim to have been there before then and then they were sent to exile and they had to come return eventually and you know, the, the story actually like shocks me if you look at how the, the Israelis from different parts of the world like, they gathered themselves and decided to move back to Israel. And just like with the territory called Israel as it was Palestine before, a part of Palestine, like the dual state system which was meant to exist after the movement, it's just something else. I want to jump into it, just like just give a certain detail about how it has been so far. So, let me jump into um, social media trends. Let um, I me mean, start first of all with this actually happened a couple of weeks ago so if you can remember there was an aputi who was making trends who i don't know who captured her picture and then she was like hockey piota with, uh, with um, crotches, wooden crotches, and it was crazy she got a lot of sympathy when uh, since she was kicked she had kids and her husband actually kicked her out and she was on the street trying to, to make I mean her uh, aunt meat and funny you know she gathered um, a lot of um, international attention, locally and international, sorry. She gathered attention from locals and international, even the legal state government tried to help her sympathize with her because um, there was a need and needed to be filled and well wishes, people who sympathized with her tried to help her to meet her needs. And then like a few weeks later, just said to um, sprinkle. apparently this lady was, um, she was part of an, accompli- um, an agreement which she was made, so she was meant to ask, put, um, portray herself to be poor and in need, and then her accomplices, when she was getting out of the flame, fame and glamour, started threatening her, they are going to expose her, and eventually the whole gist came out, and I was like, ah, the audacity, the woman actually had the nerve, <laughs> I understand the country is a mess, but all mother game might get Like, you carry yourself, go create this scene. Like, for funny, you know, Nigerians are creative, bro. like, we are creative, forget that thing. Like, it's bad though, like, but I, I wish you could actually chan, channel this creativity to something productive, you understand? Like, but then the system doesn't even feel so you are channeling your productivity to something negative, like, she actually did. Pulled the stones. She got international attention. I saw her her, her interview on BBC. Yes, um, and a number of and news organizations uh, came and tried to sympathize with her. And um, locals, people, well wishes, philanthropies in the country tried to help her. And then apparently she, it was all staged. And I felt really bad when I saw the story because you are know, like portraying the people people actually like refrain from helping people who are in genuine need, people who are in dire need of having to um, have needs and want to help. You know, when I see people who post, my mom is, actually has cancer, or my my dad actually has this or has that and they need to have med- 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 medical needs and all that kind of stuff. There was a time I actually I actually did that because there was a time we as a family like we actually were on social um, needs in need trying to meet needs i'm sorry to, ha, trying to have our needs met and we couldn't afford medication so i felt bad um I, I feel the same pain but with this happening you're skeptical about having to help people who I need you don't know who's genuine or who is fake because people will just use social media these days for. Bad promotion or something like that and uh, it's crazy it's a really it's really bad and um i just um i feel bad uh, i feel bad but i just feel um i don't know <laughs> i just don't know i don't know what to say let me jump into the next topic um so <sighs> okay let me take a deep breath with this one <laughs> Yes, I'm taking a different for this one because I've actually had this situation with people like that, <laughs> and then um, there's this trend on Twitter that actually says at 23. So, <laughs> the first part of the trend started with at 23 people who actually had their lives together at 23, were making achievements and. Um, I think this trend, this should be the third day on Twitter, this is like the third day. I think it started, oh, this is on, this started on Tuesday or so, I'm not sure, but I think it that that Tuesday and then I think with the solar break, everybody's at home and then the trend stretched. Yeah, it's, it did stretch. And then um, looking at how it is now. <laughs> um, people actually have come to realisation that that stuff put people on pressure, yes. I understand if you got your life figured out at 23, you got um, opportunities you're utilizing at 23, you are making the best use of, of what you're um, actually gotten to do at 23. It's a good thing. Like, it's a good thing when you actually have like opportunities at your doorstep and utilizing it. Very few people will get to know that they actually have opportunities at their doorstep and then they use it. But then It's not everybody who gets to have their life fixed at twenty-three or at twenty-six or at twenty-eight or at forty. I think I talked about this thing a couple of couple of episodes ago where like we as adults, as young people, get to put so much pressure on ourselves. Which is which is which is cool. Like it's a time where you know you need pressure to achieve your goals. Yes. But let that pressure just be you. Don't spread the pressure on everybody. Some people just it puts them they suffer from meltdown. People get to have meltdown because of this kind of thing. Pressure. Suicide so like thoughts. Thoughts of a very complex setting. There are people who do not I, I mean like I know people who I'm um, um, past 23 like few years and then people that are actually like my age who haven't had their lives figured out. Trying to, like, people are, like, very people get to have opportunities where they can actually earn money to, uh, like, to actually to follow, to pursue their dreams. You understand? Very people are trying to make, like, you're barely at this state where you're trying to look for how to make money to, um, feed yourself, clothe yourself. You have responsibilities as a sibling. So it's, or as, whatever you are, it's... It's difficult. I, I hate it when people try to use the label. I think for everybody, like this thing, people talking about stuff on social media is inevitable. Like it's just for you to work on yourself. As a person, people are doing the best for themselves. Shalom. Hallelujah. Bless. Yes. But then you don't get to let yourself be pressured about what people are doing. It's one thing to for people to actually like see themselves achieve their goals and they're doing it. And then another thing when you're not. And then you have to just tell yourself you're going to be, like life, as long as there's life, there's hope, you're going to achieve your dreams eventually with time, and you don't need to pressure yourself so much as people are talking about pressure, and that's just, like a lot of things we young people need to learn, and it's really bad when people label you or tell you what to do or tell you do this or do that, I feel it's bad, it's bad. If you're like within the same circle or within the same sphere or people who have the same mindset with you and you're telling them okay this is this is we 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 have it we have worked together like this certain perspective like for a long time and uh, we have goals that is different because you're all on the same page you all have the same targets so it's easier for you guys to rub minds but then somebody who actually doesn't have their life figured out and you're putting the person like we should be on the same page how is that going to happen how how would that happen if a person try to like figure out his life how would that happen I mean like you might just like yo just wake up one morning and just start saying nonsense on social media because you have some rubbish as data on your phone to start saying things you know but I just feel like nah no hell no people are going through a lot sympathize with everybody and um if you're doing the, good way, the best for yourself shalom as I've said earlier but then don't make it like as if The person don't become. The person don't like on end. I can name artists. Artists. If talking about Grammys, <laughs> I know artists who y'all do not know who have Grammys. If that the Grammy one you like like and then they have um they have worked really hard. They have been the they, they have been in the music game for a long time. You understand like and then it took a long time i, I mean like to tell her be like she has privileges she's the youngest grammy award-winning artist today yes she is because she has privileges like her dad is jay-z her mom is beyonce so she's she's utilizing the privileges she has and her parents are channeling her to towards the same thing you understand and there are artists who like had to like literally helped themselves they were sleeping in cars if you hear stories i can name artists who were sleeping in cars sleeping in cars um, having to be kicked out moving from house to house trying to make ends meet and they did make ends meet it didn't happen the same time it happened for as but it took time i will always talk about lala hathaway lala hathaway one, I think her first Grammy came when she was in her late 40s, like I mean her mid 40s or so, but Lala Hathaway didn't have a Grammy when she was 7 or she was 8 or she was 10. She has been singing for years, her dad is the popular Donny Hathaway, yes, yes, and then she didn't wait to win the Grammy when she was like younger, like talking about like her dad is Donny Hathaway, yes, but that is different, like Ivy Blue actually has um, a Grammy at age 7. Bella Hathaway actually had the Grammys when she was in her late 40s, you know? So I think it's life, like, we should learn to create that medium for understanding us, to, our, not to, uh, not to ourselves as adults. To know as human beings, generally, I will never ever ever want to put pressure on anybody. Instead, I'll actually create means of um, helping people, you understand? Like, in a place in Nigeria now, what what part are you playing uh, play in terms of having to create opportunities for people to utilize to achieve their goals? Not coming on social media, coming on social media, you just put pressure on people. What are you doing? I was thinking about the fact that even for people like us who get to study non-professional courses in the university, like, yeah, you, you, you cannot apply for internships at companies. You're not a medical doctor, you're not a lawyer, you're not a pharmacist, you're not an engineer. You need to study professional course in university where you're sure getting a job. You don't understand? So, I was just, if I have a company one day, I'll make sure I make it that I will have to recruit or take in interns who study courses like history, archaeology, or, or English, or foreign languages, or sociology, or psychology. Psychology actually has some level of, but uh, some courses that are like non professional courses and then bring them into my company and then train them like beyond your school like I want to I want to train you to have something and I want to use I want to talk about basic trainings. How do you get to be independent as a person you when know, you're done with school you train mm-hmm. you to work just build that experience, like open the person's mind to know what the person is in for, what society is in for, and then put the person like have a smoother, I'll be safer landing ground for these individuals is my dream. I put it out on Twitter and I, I I really want to work towards that. I would have to establish an organization, a company that will actually help people who are not professionals. Like we have been marginalized too much in society. But like Nigeria, I think in other parts of the world, it's easier for you who are not professionals, even you're artistic and you know how to cover your dreams. But like here in Nigeria, literally, if parents tell you, ah, you're not, you're not doing medicine, you're not doing pharmacy, you're not doing professional cause, there is no hope for you. I think <laughs> every average Nigerian's family always has that for young people. Like, even my parents, like, at the point, it was like, ah, you're not doing professional courses, nobody wants to study law, nobody wants to study study medicine, so, like, you finish school, what will be in for you? Nigeria doesn't have jobs, no jobs anymore in the country. What do you want to do? And it's crazy. But one thing about this experience that I've loved so much is that's put me in a place of having to think about creativity. How do I think after the box? What talents do I have? How do I utilize the talent? It's very, very important and um, it's key. I, I stayed here too much. Let I me switch on the topic up. So jumping into international topics, I want to first talk about um, The Versus. The Versus is like an online battle organized by The Versus. Uh, Sweetbeat and um, Timberland are one of the key organizers with Ciroc and um, quite a number of organizers too. I, I've talked about it before. i think talked about Kutiko and Ashanti, Brandy Monica, um, Justin Justin I've forgotten his name but he is a producer him and Neo did the verses one time um, a number of verses have actually happened at this night and um as label, but this one that happened was um, I SWV and um, Escape. So um, let's talk about SWV. Excellent. SWV is made up of Coco, Taj, Lily. They had um, hits like um, "Weak," "I Get So Weak Underneath." Okay, let <laughs> me not misdecrease myself here. And um, there's "Rain," and um, there's uh, "Into You." They have quite a number of hits. Um, Escape too. Escape has um, Tiny Ti's wife um, has Candy Bros from Real Hard to Atlanta and there's um, um, Tamika and the other lady. I think it's like Kocha. I'm trying to mix up her name. But then like they are actually had times in the '90s, and I I remember like I followed them, and they had hits too. Like Escape, um, I, 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 one of the favorite songs of mine. I actually love so much is Who oh, Can I Run To? Is one of my favorite songs from Escape and they have amazing songs so a couple about like, like comparison most people are like uh oh, well escape actually do not have hits like swv i mean swv had um, three platinum albums a gold the fourth was a gold album they had eight certified singles and um they that the, most of the songs were on the charts um escape on the other hand just had three platinum albums um, five sixty five, five sixty five singles, and um, when the versus started, I, I liked the fact that um, beyond the fact that SWV had more hits than Escape, um, SWV had hits, but I liked the fact that it was for SWV was just cooked out like the lead singer. It's, I think until their comeback in two thousand and twelve, where I saw where um, where um, opportunities like for Lily and Touch actually like do love leads at some point but like escape actually created an an opportunity for everybody to lead candy could lead tiny could lead uh tamika could lead lead in in any way like it was just amazing so even when they were on stage trying to do the verses like i like the the energy that escape came like they were all like everybody trying to like hype the whole thing and it was for mother's day and um it was really cool. I enjoyed it. At first, I the were like reserved and SK were like, giving all the energy. And eventually, I t- we were told apparently Coco. Coco. It's not cocoa Coco. <laughs> Um, in the hotel where she was before the uh, verses, she witnessed uh, someone be killed the lady be killed at the hotel so she was a bit tense so she's trying to get herself back together before the first round of it it was um a bit tense to, but then eventually they were like synergy they actually had they, everybody sang their live performances for free and i watched it i didn't watch it like live but eventually i watched it the next morning because of the time frame it was 1 a.m and john time and it was whatever, it's time in the US and I couldn't keep up, but then it wasn't really nice. It brought brought my memories of songs, like I've followed those artists. I wasn't born, I was, I was born at some point when their songs were out. I wasn't born some when some of their songs were out, but then I I grew up listening to radio. So I listened to hit songs so I could relate some of the songs. Like that's how R&B has been for me. I knew that I listened to songs on the radio when I was a little boy. So when I grew older, I would like, Google this song or just like, oh, Kanye sang this song, or S T B sang this song, Ashanti sang this song, or Beyoncé sang this song, or Destiny sang this song. I could actually keep up with some of the songs because I actually knew some of the artists, Jay-Z, or Eric Badu, or Joe Scott, or just listen to the songs on radio, and I I didn't know who they were. But then eventually, with time, I just knew who they were eventually, and it was nice, which, like, it just, it brought back memories of me growing up as a child. Listen to RB songs i always would root for RB any day anytime, and it was really amazing i really enjoyed myself like filling the whole thing um next j cole j- i'm actually happy for j cole he today he is dropping an album and he's considering retiring from music well for someone like j cole i think i I've, I've talking about three g's of R&B, uh, of hip-hop yes um in an era Yes, people try to put them, like, it's always Jekyll or Kendrick, and then there's, um, there's, um, there's Drake, yeah, but I, I always have respect for these three artists so, so much, so Jekyll, Drake, Drake, and uh, Kendrick Lamar, so, like, Jekyll actually dropped an album, he's going to basketball full-time, he's, um, Playing for the team in Rwanda, and when I actually heard about that, I was like so inspired by that. He didn't just choose any team in the US to play for, he came to choose a team in Rwanda to play for. A documentary is coming out, I think, today or so, and it's it's actually epic the fact that um, J. J. Cole is doing this kind of thing. Honestly, it's heartfelt, and I really love it. Um, Let me jump to the next topic. Porsche, Porsche, Portia, Portia. So <laughs> I think only my American listeners can relate to some of this that I'm talking about. Portia Williams, Portia Williams um, is a star on the Real, of Adla- Real Housewives of Atlanta, yes. So I, I think, I, I, I don't watch the show, but I have friends who actually watch the show and I, I can relate to some of the characters, Candy from Escape, I talked about before, is here, um, Kenya Moore, um, Nini Leaks. yes, um, and a lot of people are the kind of some of the stars on the show. So, there's a lady on the show, her name is Farleen. Yeah, so Farlin is a star on the show, and then um, she gets divorced from her husband who is called Simon Gobadier, and um, Portia Williams, who is a friend of Farlin. After the divorce, is engaged to Farling's husband, who is Simon Gobadier and it's crazy. It's crazy because, like, she's her friend, and the stories is like. And I was like following the headlines, was crazy because first of all, the picture of the headlines, she was holding Simon Gobadier like so tightly, and then her baby daddy is there, saying he's giving his blessings, and then eventually, like, Farling is used to be her friend. In fact, it was just crazy, just crazy, and I couldn't just get the whole gist. It was just like I had to follow a couple of commentaries, to just know people's reaction about it, and I was I was really pissed. And she was saying she's having the best life, tagging, copying inspirations from the criminal and I kind not of stuff, But I, I feel it was crazy. <laughs> like I followed the Breakfast Club, followed uh, the real, no, the real talk about it. Yeah, I think the real talk about it. The real, cult, um, cocktail queens wendy williams breakfast club with um chelam the god uh, and i was like y'all are crazy bro like <laughs> it was just it was really crazy all the whole analysis and i was like no it's just crazy well i think uh, at this point i'm done i'm done for today i'm done recording for my podcast for today y'all i really had a wonderful time i hope i come to your doorstep and i can't wait to do my next recording to you guys have a wonderful may Oh,